Hello and welcome to Hey Mando, a podcast on the Merkwood Movie Blog Podcast Network, where we talk about The Mandalorian. Uh, we're on season two right now, obviously, because that's what's airing. I'm one of your hosts, Sean, and I'm joined as always. Hello, Dean. How's it going? Not too bad. Dang frackick, am I happy to be here tonight. Is that the word they kept using? Yeah. Is that, is uh, that in canon? Do we yeah, know yeah, what that Dan, uh, Dank Farrick, I think, right? Dank Farrick is what they kept saying. Dank Farrick. And joined to guest on this episode, uh, my former Sorry. co-host. Uh, hi, Sarah. Hi, Sean. Hi, <laughs> how are you? Me. I've never seen your face before. <laughs> 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 and hi, do you, Dean. Do you want to know what the funniest part about that is? What? That is the third time you've told me that you've never seen my face before. I know. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying it because it's true. <laughs> but they don't know that. This, um, no. Yeah. No. Um, Sarah obviously hosted Beyond the Screen on this uh, network for its... I it's, did I it's, host? Uh, it's I feel like you hosted. <laughs> I was just kind of there. I was a co-host. <laughs> I said you hosted. We'll see. You said we'll I hosted as you hosted the show. <laughs> Look, I did it out of necessity. Um, where am I? Where am I? Where? What am I trying to? You, you've knocked me off course, here. This is already. That's what I'm going to do. Weighed... I. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I told Boba Fett and Baby Yoda. That's where you're at. I told Jay Wade when I asked yes. to be on the show. Yes, I did ask, but I begged to be on the show. Um, that I was just going to interrupt you and talk about how hot uh, Timothy Oliphant was in the first episode. So if that you happens, I'm fine. <laughs> you have that. been warned. <laughs> he did look I have been good. warned. Good. Um, yeah. I do want to say that Wade is with us in studio, but he's not feeling well, so he's not going to be. Um, he's not going to be uh, a big fixture in the conversation. But of course, if he wants to chime in i'm sure he will i don't think we could stop him if we wanted to um this is the mandalorian season two episode three chapter i think 11 uh the heiress directed by bryce dallas howard returning uh she directed episode four last season um and written by john favreau as most of these episodes have been sarah you're holding baby yoda in your arms right now what do you think of (laughs) this episode Um, I really like this episode. As someone who did not watch The Clone Wars or or Rebels, um, a bit Uh confused. My husband next to me was freaking out the entire time. And I'm just like, Katie Sackhoff! Yeah! Uh, I thought it was was really good. It was really good. (laughs) There was a lot of action. And I was was attached to the characters, even though I didn't know who they were. Does that make sense? That is a great thing to be. Dean, what did you think of yeah, the episode? Yeah, I, I loved it. It's definitely one of the better episodes across both seasons so far. Um, I'm in the same boat as Sarah. I didn't really, I'm not, not familiar with the characters, all of the characters from the um, Rebels and Clone Wars. And they, they did a good job of rolling in the, um, the appropriate exposition to, to get you on board with, with everything that was going on. Um, I thought this episode was really well directed, um, leaps and bounds beyond what Bryce Dallas yes. Howard done in her last episode. Um, I didn't even realise it, it was, was her yeah. director. Yeah, she did a fantastic I've made job. Point to not look now because I, I like the fun of like watching the episode and trying to like spotlight because I know who some of the directors are. Um, mm-hmm. So I've kind of and I had no idea this was um, Bryce Dallas' um, 
episode. So that was a nice surprise. Not sure what constitutes a spoiler or not. We've already said the BK word. So I get that. Yes, yes. But but uh, we, haven't, we, we haven't said the name. We've only said the actor. It's all right. Um, we are going to keep it non-spoiler for like the first 15 oh, minutes. So um, no one told me that. And then we're going to cut the break and then we're going to talk full spoilers. But it's all right. I don't... I don't think anybody knows, um, unless you're a big fan, you don't really know what that yeah. that name means. She was um, the frog. <laughs> she was the frog. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, I really loved the episode. Contro- I, don't know, I don't think this will be controversial. It might be my favorite episode so far of the whole series. Yeah, Definitely of season three. No. I... I- I, I didn't know what people were talking about online. I Okay, full disclosure, I was up until 6 in the morning last night messing around with my PlayStation 5, and then I watched the episode and went to sleep surprise. and then woke up like four hours ago. No, surprising absolutely nobody. Um, so I actually don't know what people think about the episode. I haven't seen any, I haven't looked online at all because I just, I've been busy. So I, I, I don't know if people liked it. I don't know if people disliked it. Um, usually I, I kind of check it out after I watch the episode. I look, go online. I see what the discourse is. I see if people are being dumb like they were last week about um, Peyton Reed. Uh, but specifically one of the things I want to bring up that's not spoilers with this episode is the soundtrack because I talk about it every week. The soundtrack is fantastic, but there is it's 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 so good. Even in this episode, there's like there's a new bit. There's a fight sequence in a hallway, and during that fight sequence, I've seen the episode twice now. That soundtrack, the, the music that plays during that fight sequence, is incredible. It's so good. I um, I, I always yeah, forget the name of the person who's actually scoring together. this. Oh uh, yes, Ludwig. Um, yes, Lorenzen. Yes, Ludwig Lorenzen. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Lorenzen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, such a fantastic composer, especially for Star Wars. I mean, um, I enjoyed uh, what I think it was John Powell did solo and Michael Giacchino did Rogue One. I enjoyed yeah. what yeah. Uh, both of them did in those movies, but neither of those have like hit how Ludwig Göransson is hitting for Mandalorian yeah. consistently. Um, really? I love the Rogue One score. I thought that was incredible. I, I thought it was really good. I like both I of their the scores. scores. I like both of their yeah. scores. I didn't think either of them were bad, but I just I they don't hit me the same way the Mando score does. Um, no, I think he's um, as a composer for Star Wars. It's like it's like same with um, Bryce Dallas Howard. He's kind of like finding more of a Star Warsy kind of groove. Like the more we've seen yeah. from him, he's getting more um, bold with some of the choices. And like like we we talked about it last week, but just inserting those bursts and like going from like the slow western stuff and into the more orchestral stuff and you know balance the two is a lot more consistent so far this season what i think really works with this score for me is that it doesn't feel like he's trying to imitate john williams um whereas to me with the rogue one and solo scores i really enjoy them they definitely feel like they're trying to be john williams and I, yeah, I don't fair. think I don't think Ludwig is trying to do that. It, it feels very different, but also it fits in the universe. Um, and I just I, I can't stop praising him until I die. Um, I'm really trying to think about stuff that we can talk about that's non-spoilers. But literally, the, the biggest thing happened. 
we can talk about the planet. It's cool. We got to see a, uh, an ocean planet this episode. Mon uh, it was in the trailers. Is yes, Mon we Calamari? got to see a bunch of Mon Calamari. I assume it's, it's not, not Mon Cala. Oh, it's not I their planet, but they are there. No, it's not Mon Cala. Um, it would just seem like it was so um, densely populated with sea creatures, primarily yeah. um, the Calamari yeah. dudes, that I assume that it must have been their planet. Yeah. You know, the whole fisherman, fish town vibe going on. You know, the woolly jumpers. Like, the whole yeah. look was really authentic to, like, you know, like, old, like, seaside kind of dock towns and stuff like that. Yeah. It really, really had that yeah. dirty, damp vibe. Which I was a big fan of and, that. Dirty, damp vibe, apparently. And they also had a bunch <laughs> of quarren. Um, the Quarren also are from the Mon Calamari's home planet. And I don't really know if we've seen a ton of them in live action before in Star Wars, maybe in the background of stuff, but it was very cool to get to see a, a, a large amount of Quarren in one spot. Yes, Sarah, what's up? Were they the squid yes, people? <laughs> yes, I'm calling on you. The Davy Jones look That's what I said. Yes. <laughs> I said, this is pretty cool that Davy Jones, like what's happening? <laughs> I was like, it's confirmed. It's a crossover. Especially when they were like on the boat at one point, I was like, "This is it. This is my crossover." Is it, is it weird dun, to have dun, boats? Dun, dun, dun. I mean, I get that it's an ocean planet, but would no. is it weird to have boats? Would you not just have kind of like hover boats, and then you kind of away from the, you know, the damage of the, the sea? That was one thing that was kind of on my mind this whole episode. Small thing. Hmm. I didn't think. I didn't think of that. I, I mean, in episode nine, we see Ray use the boat. The, the yeah, it's to get to the Death Star. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, 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 I do. It is like, it is a question that you always ask: is like, why? Like, when you're watching Star Wars, you, I feel like sometimes you like that should fly. You know, mm-hmm. like why yeah. is it? Why is it rolling or something? Why, like, you know, it should be Everything hovering or something, but. Um, <laughs> You should just I mean, my, uh, they fly now. They fly now. Um Yeah, that's kind of where I was thinking they float now, you know. <laughs> they float now, exactly. Um without spoilers, I'm really because there's this is an episode. Like the main thing of the episode is a spoiler, right? It's yeah, the like the main yeah. plot. I've got a couple of things that are kind of like in the beginning of the episode that I I really like the um the ship falling apart at the beginning, the doors flapping off. I liked how we kind yes. of just rolled straight in and, you know, it, it wasn't, in season one, one of the big critiques was how every episode was just so, you know, compartmentalised. Yeah. And in this mm. season so far, they seems like they've deliberately had the ending of the previous episode bleed into the mm-hmm. the intro to the, the following episode, it seems like a very conscious yeah. choice. It makes it feel more serialized as opposed to like a procedural, which was kind of what the first season felt like. So I really enjoyed that. And, yes. um, I agree. And we keep cutting to what the edge. What do you guys think of the length? Oh, oops, sorry. You guys no, are like right. delayed on mine. So you don't, you guys don't start talking until like, Five seconds after you start talking, or I don't hear you guys start to talk until like five seconds after. Sorry. Um, Length. Yes, the eggs. Um, it keeps the cutting egg. to them, and you, it's, <laughs> I had been expecting something to happen the whole time. I was so anxious about the situation, and 
it's spoiler to say what the egg what the egg start hatching. That's not a spoiler, right? Yeah. We're no. not we're not that invested in the lore of the frog lady that the egg hatching is <laughs> spoiler. I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Oh, the frog I'm, lady. I was like tearing up. I was like, this is so cute. And they're when like, they re- when they reunite with a shark, like an old war movie. That was, was really amazing. Cute. The frog lady and the frog dude, and they see each other across the dark, and it was, you know, like something out like the 1940s. I was expecting him to turn around and be like, Where's the rest of them? That's what <laughs> <laughs> I said. Did they not realize how many were in the tank? Like, I that don't is... understand. <laughs> he had a tank as well, which I assume is a sperm, I guess, or how, however that process works. And they meet with their tanks of goo and put them together and which they did in front of the child while Mando was away so that <laughs> didn't get to see that so poor child got to see some really messed up frog mating ritual you know about don't do it in front of the kids but I digress <laughs> no yeah um the frog the frog lady was my favorite part of last episode uh as i've said uh wade did uh <laughs> give us the name it is the uh moon of trask the estuary estuary moon of trask um is where this episode takes place uh i do want to hit on the length because it's a short episode it's like 35 minutes they okay, so use the episode it, though it wasn't just me <laughs> yeah it's not always did not a wasted moment or, no. you know, not left wanting for anything. Really. Yeah. I mean, I would have liked, the, the I, I would have liked, like, more. I can't talk about who I would have liked more of because it's a spoiler, but there's a certain character I would have liked a lot more of. Um, but I, I did think the length is fine. I, they spent a lot of money on this episode. The effects were incredible. Um, the opening is just like a feast for the eyes. It's crazy. Yeah, the um the first episode I, I pointed out how it, sometimes it's very obvious where they kind of using the backdrop, the screens, and everything else. But in this one, it was like I I d- didn't even question it at all in the episode. Like I guess they just found some horrible alien dot somewhere. Like you know, because I, I it just didn't even occur to me. Like while I was watching it at all, I was completely immersed in that whole dank environment. Unfortunately, for better or worse. <laughs> yes. Um, Again, just dancing right, around. I, the- yeah, I think there's really no way to talk about this without getting into the spoilers. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to cut the break, and when we get back, we are going to talk about the things that happened in this episode. So we're right back. Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts.
Hey everybody, I'm Sean. You guys might know me on this feed from co-hosting Beyond the Screen, but now here at Movie Court the Movie Blog, we have started a brand new show exclusively for video games called Game Over Stream. So join me every week with my co-hosts. Hey, how's it going? My name's Brendan. And I'm Tyler. As we talk about everything video game related and when we, I guess, get to the game over screen. I don't know. I don't have a good pun for that. But the joke is that we're going to die a lot in this game. <laughs> well, you might. Hey, Jay Wade here to tell you about SEN After Live, our SEN Live After Show, where we talk about, well, whatever Christian Brett and the rest of the crew talk about and the insanity that ensues. So join us each week here on the Merc with the Movie blog feed on your podcasting platforms, as well as YouTube now on the SEN After Live channel. Talk to you then. And we are back. Uh, listen to those shows. They are all so great. And let's just let's just get do into it. the spoiler. Let's just do it. Um, this episode had a special guest on it. Uh, the one and only Katie Sackoff reprising her role as Bo-Katan from Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars The Clone Wars. Uh, thank you. There she Ooh. is. I forgot, to, I forgot I had that there. Um, she looks incredible, by the way. Exactly like exactly like the character in the show. She looks like that is the best to life, like like animation to live action recreation, maybe because they you know use the actress that voiced her. Incredible. She's I yeah, I just it it uh as soon as I saw that helmet, as soon as I saw that helmet, but I do want to bring up that. SNL, SNL, SEN. I'm looking at my notes and I have SENAL and I still have like SNL. Yes, SNL wants to be on the show, the entire cast. Um, SEN After Live had an interview with Katie Sackoff uh, a little while ago. It should be on their YouTube channel. So if you guys want to check that out, I highly so encourage that you do, do that. Wade is an amazing host. Um, but yeah, besides that, okay, can we just, I'm sorry, I just want to, I want to look at it one more time. Um, it, her look, at that, look at the helmet. Look at the helmet. I'm not even look. Look at the helmet. The helmet. It's it looks exactly like her helmet in the show. It looks so amazing. The outfits look great. I love the blue. I I love everything thing? about it. Is that a headband? Is That's it? What I was wondering. Oh, yeah, it's, like it's like a headband. It's keeping her hair back. It's keeping her hair back. Yeah, but it's like it was like metal. <laughs> These are the questions we Sometimes want to know. Sometimes you gotta wear a medal. You just gotta wear some medal. That's what you want to know. That's what me, the female viewer, um, wants to know what's up with her eyebrows and why is she wearing a metal headband. I was thinking she's got like little lights on it. I'm thinking is it like some crazy like anti-grav hairband that yeah, actually like, locks your hair in your face. And then the other girl had like braids, which I dig the braid like thing are going the, on. Um, are the other two, are they? Yes. They're from... They are. Oh no, no, I'm not. They're not. Um, oh, they're not. okay, never mind. I thought these like they like. I thought they were too. I thought they were important people that crossed over, but I guess not. Well, no, but sorry. According yeah, because I figured that um, got the markings on her helmet, but they haven't got the markings. So I figured there was like an established hierarchy, yeah. which they do in the exposition as well. They 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 lay out that. Bo-Katan is the hair to the, the whole 
like planet? Is that how it works? Or just that clan or my husband told she's me she's the head he of her clan. Um she can't be the leader of Mandalore until she has the Darksaber, which obviously yeah. is in the hands of Moff Gideon right now. Uh, but she was the sister of the last uh, Duchess of Mandalore. Um, and when we she has, is uh, Satine. Oh, I was gonna say the other girl. That's not her name. Never mind. <laughs> no, no. Uh, the last Duchess was Duchess Satine. Uh, this is all Clone Wars stuff. If you you can go, there's a ton of episodes in the Clone Wars that deal with this, but um. Bo-Katan is her sister uh, and the rightful ruler of the Mandalorian people, really. Um, I, I want to know what happened, right? Because at the end of Rebels, she had the Darksaber. That was going to um, be my question. Did she have yeah, the Darksaber when it, she was She was going to end up uh, running the Mandalorians, and obviously... That didn't happen. Uh, Moff Gideon has it, and that's that's not a good thing. Uh, do you think we're going to get that story? So, and how do we another get another question? It? Where... Sorry, what was that, Dean? Where would we get that story? Will we get that story? Do you think we'll see that in a flashback, or could that be like a book or a series or something else down the line? That's a pretty mm. integral, that's a Maybe. pretty juicy storyline, right? Maybe they're you opening know? it up. Maybe she'll get her yeah. own spin-off show. That's what I'm saying. Because if her whole arc, presumably in Rebels, kind of builds up to that, and then coming into this episode, you're kind of like, well, that's your move, because she doesn't have it now. Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming that a lot of people would be wanting to know where that, how that went down. You know, I didn't watch Rebels, and I, I'm curious, so... Um, I'll assume we're going to find out eventually. Giving- uh, Wade is giving us some information, um, telling us uh, Axe Wolves was the girl Mandalorian, and uh, no, the boy Mandalorian. Oh, the boy! The boy was Axe Wolves. Oh, and, and the Coastal Reeves Oscar? was the woman. Right? Yeah. What was that? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> I thought that I'm, I'm really struggling right now. Um. Mercedes uh, Bernardo is uh, the actress who plays the the female Mandalorian, and Simon Cassia Nides Cassia Nides uh, that's a difficult last name to say uh, played the male uh, Mandalorian. Wade is bringing up that he did look like a clone trooper. Uh, he did look like a clone trooper. I don't think he yeah. was. He'd be he'd, he'd be way old at this point with the accelerated growth and everything. Um, like the clones should look like decrepit at this point with how quickly they age. Um, but I, I, I thought they were cool. Did we ever find out who Sasha Banks was or did she just appear and then disappear? I was wondering that. Is that, Is that the girl with the, yeah. with the peacoat? <laughs> right. Isn't that, isn't I that thought- Sasha Banks? I thought that was the girl Mandalorian for some reason. Like, I thought that was just her, like, spying on him. Well, I couldn't tell because she had a little... I don't think it is because she had the braids, but I was like, oh, maybe the hood was just covering it, but that's probably not true. Okay, she was in the black. Well, I'm pretty sure... (laughs) I thought it was the same person. 
Yeah, the cloaked figure is confirmed to be Sasha Banks, and she did not play the other Mandalorian, so it's a yeah, different person. Didn't. I no idea, no idea what that was. She's just there in the background. She's following uh, him. Yeah, maybe we'll get some information next episode. Can, can uh, we jump back a second into when um when when they before just before they um they they show up. We, we nearly lost the child. Did anyone else like freak out? Oh, I freak out yes. every episode. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I'm like, no! You, you've got to assume that everyone in Star Wars is playing some kind of game, but I've always assumed that the uh, Mon Calamari and those, I've always pictured them in my mind as like quite wholesome people, and that image was shattered in this, because the, the fishy dudes the are just fish. that. They are fishy dudes. They are not. <laughs> at all and they're saying oh just have a look you know just have a look how we feed the thing and then out of nowhere just yeet into the <laughs> like, I was oh, screaming I, I had a split second in my brain of just like crisis of like where do we go now <laughs> like he's not going to go in there and in the creature obviously they did but you know really had my heart racing. I should have known better. They weren't going to kill him, but man, that was sudden. I don't think they will kill Baby Yoda, but I'm still, I'm still uh, fearful every time they like put him in it danger. So much anxiety. There's still part time. of me that's like, they could, <laughs> they might just screw us over <laughs> and kill him. Oh man, they, they, the only way they ever do that is if in the very next episode we find a warehouse with lots of clones of baby Yoda's. <laughs> and I don't think we're going to get that either. They're not throwing that money away that they're making. <laughs> it's like a toy shop with all the Obviously. shells. <laughs> <laughs> the guns are all meta. They just take one down. Um, my question is, why all of a sudden is baby Yoda not like using his powers anymore? Like, we got him doing all kinds of crazy stuff the first yeah. season. Now he literally does nothing. He just sits there. Which is, it's so cute, but I'm like, come on, like... Pull your weight. Let's go. Every time they cut to him, you, I'm thinking, is he going to do something? Yeah. And no. I'm sure that's intentional. Um, like they, they know that we're waiting for that. And when yeah, he's got his, um, when he's looking up the glass at the eggs and the eggs hatching, and it's like, yeah, is he going to eat them or is he going to have like an emotional connection? Is he going to kind of realise that what he was doing in the last episode was wrong? <laughs> and it's still kind of unclear. I don't yeah, think he cares. <laughs> He I was like, oh my god, <laughs> they were oh. real, and I was eating them. <laughs> Speaking of food, when a baby Yoda's eating the chowder, and the food tries yes. to eat him, I was like, yes. yeah, you see what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> this show is obsessed with, like, face huggers all of a sudden. Like, I don't... Man, <laughs> yeah, I just felt so vindicated for the eggs in the last episode when the little squid try to face hug baby Yoda. It's like, that's what you deserve. And then, of course, he nearly actually got eaten. And then I felt very bad for thinking that. I didn't want but, it to happen know, like this. <laughs> it was a journey. It was a journey, yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you still there, Sarah? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Cool. I was just I making sure. Just I was just making out. sure. We lost. Uh, we. Lost. That's oh. Right. oh, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Oh. We're gonna keep going. Uh, I don't okay. know if it's Streamlabs or if everybody's internet is 
Streamlabs. I don't know if it's StreamYard or if everybody's internet is collectively deciding to be weird today. But um, everyone's doing their Mandalorian show. Definitely having a time tonight. Yes. Uh, I started it, and everybody was like, "If Sean's gonna have a shitty connection, we're just everybody's gonna start turning off cameras." And no, Um, it is what it is. We're gonna soldier through it. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this episode because I want to talk about the action in this episode because oh my god. This it was so good. This is like you got to see why people are scared of the Mandalorians. Four of them yeah, took over quite... an entire Imperial ship. It was incredible when they're like coming through the smoke and you just see oh, their was... silhouettes of the four of them. Pew, 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 pew. Oh my god! That was, that was one of the it best so shots cool. of the whole thing. This scene reminded yeah. me of two things. First, I was thinking this should be um, this should be Captain America, um, the train scene from the first Captain America movie. Yes, very yes. similar, very similar to that. And I've forgotten what the other thing that I was going to say is now. But the um, ah, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. But the um, the directing oh. in this, I thought it was really cool. They had um, they did a lot of um, like low angle shots in that corridor that felt very reminiscent of the um, like the corridor scenes in the original trilogy when they're in the Death Star. I was half expecting somebody to jump through a garbage chute off to the side <laughs> at one point because it just looked like they were really aping that that style. Which was great, you know. It wasn't like in a bad, distracting way or anything. It just felt like Star Wars. So it's me trying to figure out, watching it, like who's directing this episode because they've really got like just some of these angles just felt Star Warsy, which is a weird thing there to think is. about, really. Yes. But yeah, yeah. I think uh, I I think Bryce Dallas Howard did a fantastic job. I really like Episode Four of last season. I know a lot of people. Not so much. I think, but, yeah, I did not uh, like it. Yeah, I, I think, I think it was even a step up from her for this episode. I, I enjoyed this episode uh, more than I enjoyed episode four of last season, and it's just the action was directed so incredibly. I mean, it was, it was yeah. so, it was fantastic. I, I loved it. I loved it so much. That's the other thing I was going to say. Yes. Is it reminded me also of um, the Phantom Menace, the opening scene of Phantom Menace, where you talk about they're coming through the smoke mm. and you've got the Jedi's cutting through the door. And that that yeah. anxiety of these guys are scary. We yeah. this is why they got their name, and it was the same thing. It was almost like that horror movie in reverse vibe where we're rooting for the you know the the killers. Yeah, almost. That was so cool. One thing I didn't like um, about the action scene was kind of the big kind of crescendo of that whole bit was um, I'm just gonna walk into them and get shot a bunch of times and then throw a grenade with kind of the big plan. That was weird. It was effective, but it yeah. it felt a bit weird. I'm just going to walk. And if if the shots are just bouncing off of him, then why is he dodging the rest of the time? Yeah. If if, if he's like just bulletproof so, or glassproof. I think what he was doing was he was tucking in on himself so that the Beskar pieces were covering up. Yeah, yeah the other parts because there are there are like breaks in between the best scar in his armor yeah, so i think mean. that's because he looked weird when he was running so it yeah, looked like he was almost tucking himself. <laughs> yeah yeah so i i think that's kind of what he was doing is he was making himself small and covering himself with as much best yeah, as possible it, and just sprinting it kind of made sense it just seemed weird it's like a kind of action choice but yeah. i guess you know I, I'd a last ditch. Than, like, yeah 
better than back flipping yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that's so cool. That's cool. Yeah. Which they do do as well, kind of. They're sliding down the side of the train and like all of that stuff, like the coordination was pretty good. When that one dude just grabs a stormtrooper and flies off with him and then drops him on the cockpit window, I was like, all right, all right, this is, uh, these are the Mandalorians, dude. Um, Sarah, I, I want to know from you uh, an approximation of how many times you cried because of how cute baby Yoda is. Oh, uh, that's impossible. <laughs> Um, I just love <laughs> I've had to control myself because my husband has gotten upset at me and has been like, babe, shh, like you're being too loud because I've just been like, oh my God, he's so cute. And he's like, calm down, like stop. Um, but anytime he's on screen, I'm just like, look at him, he's just so cute. I mean. And, and when he's cool. collecting him at the end of the episode and he doesn't want to leave the frog people oh, and it's like, so are so cute. It's like, did he have, is that like a little work for, for the child there where he's, you know, he's kind of gone from eating them to bonding with them, yeah. and it's like I think he was kind trying of like, to eat it. You think he was? I still thought he was bonding. Like that's my friend. No, I I yeah. thought he was trying to grab it. I thought he was trying to well, get even it. At the end, when he was pulling him away, it yeah, reminds me. Trying to get to here. Look after this kid who just ate half of your kids, and they're just like, yeah, back. He's like, don't, don't do anything. And I was like, you're going to tell him that, like, yeah, hey, he ate best half best of your children, but <laughs> can you watch him? I'll yeah, be back. Either, those, either those frog people are really stupid or they're just the kindest, <laughs> warmest frog people you've ever met. I mean, they do I'm owe him. I love them. Warm, yeah, I, guess. I love them. I love they them do so owe. Um, <laughs> my one thought watching the little tadpole frog thing in the bowl, it looked like the little... Um, Demogorgon in season two of Stranger Things when Dustin <laughs> has it that it, like grows into the full size one. That's yeah. my first thought. I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, it was like, is it gonna go like all horror movie again? Like, yeah. is it gonna is, is, is it gonna hatch and then remember that he was eating them and then like come oh, out after no. him? Do they retain memory? I don't know how sentient these tadpoles are. I'm not the Do one they eating have them. names? We just keep calling them the frog people. Like, does it have an actual... Like, literally, <laughs> in, the, um, last, no. in the last episode, it literally, if you watch it with subtitles, frog it literally woman. just says frog lady. And then it says frog lady speaks in frog. That's so funny. The design is really cool, though. Like, it, yeah, it looks really, really good. good. Oh, I love the design of the, the frog people. They look I incredible. love her. Um, She's so cute. I do want to bring up... I want to bring up because Wade would be mad if I didn't. Last episode, Mando said he couldn't speak frog. In this episode, he straight up talks to the other frog dude. He straight he, up is like, I, yeah, but I don't think he was understanding cool. what he was saying. I think I think they can understand him, but he can't understand them. That's what my husband said. I thought he but was it, understanding them. I thought the frog dude said something, and he was like, "Okay, yeah, sure, I'll meet you in the end then." And I was like, "Don't oh, you not understand maybe. them?" Maybe he was. I thought, I don't know, maybe just like reading the kind of you know, just the, the body language and the situation and just kind of common sense in his way through it as much as you can. At it's the end of the day, it's not a big deal, no, you know. But I knew no. I knew Wade was dying to bring it up, so I was gonna bring it up. Um, um the food and the uh, yeah, I'm getting a thumbs up from now. Wade. I just want to say that. Yeah, Star Wars food always kind of looks like a. I don't disgusting. understand. It, it I was like, why would you do that? 
They've got I that know, big I mean, tube above the table and you just yeah. yank it down. That's the it's easiest waiting job ever. That's true. <clears throat> yeah, what's the point of it? <laughs> Why did the yeah, guy have to do that? They could just do it themselves. Like, What am I tipping her for? Like, <laughs> come on, I'll just grab it. Yeah. Just eat all you want, chowder buffet. Uh, should we? Are we going to talk about the bad guy in the the ship? What I want to go with him first. I want to. Okay, you know what? Let's talk about let's talk about the bad guy first, and then we'll talk about the other gosh, thing. But, um, it's the bad Bosch. guy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know it, his actual name. Yeah, it's the guy that plays Bosch. And if you watch Supernatural, he's on the episode of Supernatural I too. I thought it was the guy who was in Preacher. Oh. You didn't watch Preacher. Um, and there's a villain called Her Star no. in Preacher. I think it was the same actor. I might be wrong. But I really love the actor if it's him. Like Titus. Is that right? Oh, I'm a But I loved how these guys, you know, like in um I'll I'll just bam if you guys are looking. The um like when normally when we see like Imperial officers, they are very like, you know, they are hardcore, committed to the cause. These guys just seem kind of just weary, just like, I guess this is our job, you know. Even at the last moment, the main guy was just like, I guess. I've got, you know, it's like, you know what to do. It's like, yeah, I know. You know, they, they weren't like those religious zealots like we normally get, you know, with, with the Imperials. It kind of just speaks to the politics of how everything's shaped out after the, the, the destruction of the second Death Star. And what we saw last episode with like the, um, the, the new, what they called the, the New Republic and kind of we saw yes. how they kind of progressed from the rebels and they're like they're more in control and now we're seeing these imperials and they're kind of on the other side they're definitely on the the falling side you can see them they're obviously scrambling because they're trying to steal weapons on a fish planet so obviously they're scrambling yeah <laughs> um his name is titus uh welliver uh he yeah. was in a couple episodes of uh agents of shield um, towards yeah. the, the beginning, he played Agent Blake in Agents of Shield. Um, I watched it. I don't know who that's that what is. I remember him from. Um, yeah, the minor character. That um, girl, Sasha Banks, was the other female. She I'm pretty sure. Was she? Because right. it says Sasha Banks, Kiosha Reeves, or whatever, as Mercedes. That's what IMDb says. So. Oh. Hmm. It seemed like a weird aside if it was like the same character. It it, it seemed like yeah, apparently it's, it's her removed. It is her. Yeah, she was just following them. He was just scouting him out before the yeah. Oh, I'm IMDb says, don't yell at me. IMDb says it. Mercedes. Okay, that's her real name. Okay, but it, yeah. Mercedes <laughs> Mercedes Bernardo is her real name. But she Sasha Banks is a, is a stage name. So yes, yes, same person. Yes. Oh, okay. oh, it is right. That makes more sense. Then. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, we're just dumb, not wrestling people. <laughs> I didn't know really that. I thought her real name was Sasha Banks. I, <laughs> I had no clue. Whoops. <laughs> it's fine. Um, we took the journey. We with, got there. But... <laughs> With the bad guys, I really enjoyed that they're like, close the doors, both the doors, we got him. Where is he? In the control room. In the what? Yeah. Whoosh. <laughs> I was like, how dumb Genius. is this guy? 
Like, I the love the way he stood when he was waiting for the elevator. He was in like the most action hero stance he could like he could think of. And then as immediately when they came out of the elevator, he was like, nah, fuck this. Nah. <laughs> He's like hiding. No, I'm not dying today. Yeah. It took them so long to realize he... that they were standing in the wrong place. <laughs> Nobody yeah. figured that out before they they should have known. I didn't see it coming, but they should have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said that so confident. As soon as he yeah. said that the... As soon as he was like, it's in the um as soon as they were like, she's uh, in the cargo uh, control. They're in the they're, they're in the control room. Yeah, I was like, the, in was the like, control room. Oh, you, you guys are <laughs> fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then the Imperials didn't care because yeah. they're in the they're on the um the bridge and they're fine. So they don't yeah. you know it kind of mirrors well, real life. Well, you know. were they? <laughs> well, they didn't. They end ended up, up not fine, being but, fine. But, hey, but uh, in, in the moment, they they thought they were fine. Oh. Um, I just oh, had boy, one thing that I had to bring season. up that you guys hadn't hadn't mentioned yet that was maybe one of the best parts uh, uh, that I've ever seen in any Star Wars that, for me, it just made it more real as far as, like, our reality, our world. When the Mandalorians were going into the cargo and the dude's like, shut the doors, and he's just yelling, shut all of them, shut all the doors. It was like a legit, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. genuine fear that I could see taking place here yeah. on Earth, and I don't know. I just that was for me one of the best parts of uh, of the thing. But I just had to say yeah. that. No, I think thing. I think that's a that's one of the best parts. A small thing that bugged me about that is when the ship starts like leaning up, and you can see just walking along the corridor. Uh, yeah, I guess they got. Uh, I don't know how the um, yeah, I don't know how the you know if they've got like on board like artificial gravity or whatever because whichever way the ship was tilting, they were always able to to carry on about their business without too much. That's true. (laughs) They weren't like (laughs) the explosion shouldn't really make sounds and everything in space, so it's not a massive thing. But I was expecting to get like some inception, you know, they're all tumbling around inside the inside the ship. They were fine, and it's not a big deal. Um, talking One about, thing uh, I really liked with the Imperials oh. was that uh, that dude fucking killed himself. Like he bit, yeah. he, he like took a, essentially a cyanide tablet, but it's yeah. just like an electric I've got that in my thing. Notes. I Have you seen that before? Yeah, no, no. That is one of the darkest things I've ever seen in live action Star Wars. Yeah. That was I don't think I've ever seen awesome. anybody kill themselves in live action no. Star Wars. That was extremely dark. And they also, I noticed on my second watch, um, he, he refers to um, like, like some kind of beacon or something that they sent up. So I don't know if it's got in the capsule or in the, like it sends out like a shockwave signal that seems mm. to notify, which I thought was really cool. It's like a dual purpose cyanide pill, you know, <laughs> which, you know, and, dual purpose. and it, I bet it makes your breath fresh as well, you know. I'm sure. I'm sure. Nice and uh, shockingly fresh. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I like that they're like, long live the Empire, and he just fucking kills those two dudes and then kills himself. Like, Yeah. And I also really appreciate, this is really uh, dumb, but in the book Lost Stars, a big part of that book is that the Imperials are taught in the Academy that if somebody's going to take your ship, you blow it up. Uh, You you just destroy that ship you don't give up the ship 
Uh, if somebody's taking the ship, you either blow it up or you fly it into the ground and destroy it. And that's a big plot point in Lost Stars. So I really appreciated in this show when they when the ship was lost, the Imperials are like, "All right, fly the thing into the fucking planet. We're done." Yeah, like they the, don't um, get to the take the ship. We're gonna destroy it. No, but the main dude seemed like that. He he was in for that. But the other two dudes, they didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, they weren't, into it. Like, they weren't into they it. They weren't into it. They weren't into it. One of them looked nervous no. the whole time before things even started going badly. Yeah. And then it went He probably bad. realized what was going to happen. He was like, we're going to get fucking hijacked. He saw the writing on the wall shit. from the beginning. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, I've yeah. seen the other movies. I know what happens to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is not going to go well for me. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's that's like all the Imperial stuff. I was really happy to see Imperials. I love seeing Imperials. I thought that was really cool. I liked the sets. I liked the armor. I liked, I liked everything. Um, I do want to talk about as well. Uh, we got some big Mandalorian information this se- episode that I've been waiting on, because as a right. fan of Clone Wars and Rebels, mm-hmm. I've known that the whole don't take off the helmet thing is bullshit. Like, that's not a thing in Mandalorian culture. Yeah. So I've been waiting for an explanation of, like, why is this something that's so important to him? And I really liked it when Bo-Katan takes off the helmet and he's like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? And they're like, oh, you're one of those motherfuckers. You're one of the Death Watch (laughs) cult. Um, I liked it, but I thought it was pretty risky because for a lot of people, myself included, this is our first mm -hmm. real exposure to the Mandalorian culture. And we're looking at it through... Are yeah. Mandalorians, you know, from his perspective. So as far as we, the audience, are concerned, this is like the way that he does it is Mandalorian yeah. culture until yeah. this moment when it gets revealed. And I just think it was weird to introduce us to such like a, you know, what is essentially a religious extremist angle on it. And I just think it's kind of conf- could potentially be confusing to the audience. Like, this is what a Mandalorian is. No, this is what a Mandalorian oh, is. Sure. No, this is what a Mandalorian is. And I know enough, like, I knew that he, you know, I knew that they was a fringe group that did the helmet thing. I knew, because I've seen clips from Rebels, you know, where they've mm-hmm. obviously got the helmet stuff and stuff. So I had to pull it together. But I just thought that was a really weird choice to... I mean, it's cool because I guess then we can go through his eyes and learn about the true Mandalorian culture, I guess, and we can kind of learn it with, with as he presumably will learn more about that. Mm. It's kind of a bit of a slap in the face to him to be like, yeah, you're just like, you know, some extreme yeah. crazy. lunatic. <laughs> yeah. But I love that. I love that so it's much. Cool. I cannot wait it's to bold. see how... I, I hope I hope that we get some time of him like coming to terms with like I was raised by a uh, death cult, like yeah. like I just I really want that I I really want to see how he's gonna struggle with that because it's a big deal like he prides himself so much in being a Mandalorian and to the people outside of his clan he's a fucking crazy person like he's literally a brainwashed kid to these other people outside mm. of his clan to the majority of the Mandalorians so I'm really interested to see how that would affect oh. him. Does he start questioning it? You think we start seeing more of him taking the helmet off, or does he stick to his principles because we can't afford to pay Pedro Pascal? To be in every, you know, like, or are we just going to write around that, or is he going to start? Are we going to start seeing more of him? Because that's kind of the appeal in a lot of ways, but I don't know. It's going to be mm. interesting to see which side. I don't think it'll happen at. anytime soon. No, because it's more expensive. No. Yeah. 
But I think maybe like last season he'll come to terms with it and he'll take off the helmet in a big moment. But uh, yeah. I really, yeah. I really enjoyed that. Uh, I just, uh, hang on, I want to. I'm sorry. As like a such a fan of the animated stuff, I just I want to look <laughs> at her again. Um, it looks oh. just like Bo-Katan from the show. It look like I have never seen something translated from animation to live action, and so well. It, it looks just like her. Oh. Anyways, I'm gonna bring. Uh huh. I, I I hope she I, sure I hope does. Ahsoka looks a fraction as as accurate as Bo-Katan did. Cool. Um, yeah. I I don't. I'm really worried about that. But we did finally. That's gonna be interesting. In, in live action. In live action, for the first time, we heard Ahsoka Tano's name. Um, Ahsoka Tano, they, uh, Bo-Katan gave Mando the, uh, the planet where she can, where he can find Ahsoka. Um, I hope we do that next episode. I really hope we don't get an episode that, in, that where something happens while he's tra- traveling. I, I really just want to get there and get the Ahsoka stuff. Yeah. I'll take you to Ahsoka Tano. If you do this mission, every yeah. time, even the beginning yeah. of this episode, Oh, I'll take. I'll um. I'll tell you where she is if you help me get that ship. It's just like the video yeah. gaminess of that. Like, yeah. it's like we've yeah. had it like basically the same plot structure like three times now. In you know, and I think yeah. the next episode has got to, you know, hopefully if we see a Sokotano, it's going to kind of branch off and do something different. You know, because I thought this episode was going in a completely different direction. I thought we were going to spend the whole episode on the boat. And it was going to be like a perfect storm right in the Kraken kind of thing. <laughs> and he was going to help the, 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 the fishermen like fight like a big squid or whatever. And then obviously they yeah, the baby too, he went a different did, way. Did. They did. You know. They did. They did. That's, that's, that's the, and they got what they deserved. Mm. <laughs> they did. Yeah, they, they all died. <laughs> they, they got what they deserved. But they, they still tried to come at him after. That's what they deserved. Yeah, they still called him out. And those like, guys got killed brother. too. Yeah, fuck those guys. Do you think that I can't say her name, but do you think that she'll come back in a later episode, or do you think we're she dying has with to. Katie? Sackhoff? She has to. There's no way that was it. There's no way. She's too important to like the Mandalorian culture to not that's come. True. After you introduce all the that little, stuff. like, like that, she is who the title is referring to. The heiress is is Bo-Katan. She is the rightful yeah. ruler yeah. of the Mandalorians. And once you introduce that into the show called The Mandalorian, <laughs> you can't it's pull no that back. No. Here's what, if, what if he dies and she takes over the show? <laughs> well, they're like, we've had enough of Pedro. Get him out. They can kill off Gina Carano's character and replace her with Bo-Katan. And I'd be completely fine with that. Um, yeah. I'd be, I'd be. I, there's your, there's your, there's your replacement for Gina Carano, right there. Bring in Bo-Katan. Yeah, exactly. I'd much, I, I thought Cara Dune was was fine. Cara Dune is a cool character. Bo-Katan's a much more interesting character than than Cara Dune, and I like. Just Cara bring Dune. back Timothy Oliphant. Um, bring him back every episode. Yeah. Honestly, that would be the dream team. Love it. Bo-Katan, Cobb Vanth, and. Din Djarin just is he the hottest guy to be in Star Wars? Yes. Yes. The answer is I'm bringing yes. it back. Let's start yes. talking about I'm Driver again. Okay. <laughs> Sean knows. Oh wait, 
No. He can't be. No. He's the that, the, the, the hottest guy that's an Adam Driver. I guess. Timothy, he has that nice little salt and pepper. I told you I'm going to take us off the rails. I man. Anakin was pretty hot at the end of Revenge of the Sith. When he was... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you ain't wrong. He was. <laughs> and then he was crispy. <laughs> you know, no legs, no arms. I'm down. Let's go. <laughs> we'll make it work. But did oh Timothy... Did, is, does, does Timothy Oliphant have his own Ben Swallow moment? Because he doesn't. He doesn't. Not yet. Ben Swallow exists. No, but that hair, man. That hairline is so good. Adam Driver has incredible hair. Fair, fair. I don't point. know. I, uh, I know. Oh my god. Adam Driver Bring looks like a Bring That's going to be a separate episode. We're just going to argue who <laughs> the hottest male in Star Wars is. <laughs> I'd love that, like a Star Wars dating show or something. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know how I want like the next the season of The Bachelor to be Star Wars. <laughs> okay, we can do it. Let's do it. We'll do Go Get That Rose, Hey Mando crossover. And we'll have like Padme as our bachelorette and then all the different Star Wars male contestants. You gotta there be go. careful though, because a lot of those, a lot of the male. Are related to Padme. Go get that Mando. Go get that Mando. Go get that Mando. Yes. <laughs> it could be right. We'll do right because Ray's not. Ray's not um, really related to anyone of importance. Uh, yes. So. <laughs> yeah. If people right. aren't related to anyone in Star Wars, that'd be a lot better for everyone. Be right. <laughs> Finn. Yeah. We don't care. We'll do Finn and uh, all the guys. It's fine. Yeah. You have something to do. Um. Rose. All right, let's 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 wrap <laughs> anyway. things up. Um, I want to hear from Sarah Dean. I want you guys to tell me: Do you think Ahsoka Tano is in the next episode? No. Should oh. I say why? Oh, <laughs> go on. Why do you think she's not in the next episode? I think they're gonna because they dropped a little nugget with um, in the first episode with. The purse, I don't know, was that a spoiler? I mean, whatever. They drop that little nugget, we haven't seen anything from him, and then they drop uh, Ahsoka, and yeah. I think we're going to wait, like, an episode or two. I think we'll see her until before, like, the end, but I think it's going to be, like, an episode or two. They do specifically make a point. I'll give you a little nugget that. of information. That's true. That's true. I'm going to give you guys a little nugget of information really quick. The next episode is directed by Carl Weathers, and the web episode oh, after that really? is Dave Filoni's episode. Yes. Okay. okay. So I think it will be Dave Filoni's episode because isn't that his character yeah. that he created? Yeah. With Carl Weathers, maybe pick his ship Carl up Brothers a little bit. Here's, you know, my, here's my guess. Here's my guess. This is my big brain theory. I don't think this maybe is Maybe at happen, the end of the episode. I, next episode, Sorry, no Mando in the whole thing. The whole next episode is just Gina Carano and Carl Weathers. We catch up on those two characters. We spend all the next episode with them. We catch up with Gideon. They're just sitting at a table. After just... that, we do Ahsoka. Yes, it's just, it's my dinner with Andre, but with those two. <laughs> and they, episode after that, we meet Ahsoka. And then the episode after that one, everybody no comes way. together. And we get There's like no Gina way. Carano and Carl Weathers and all yeah. that. I mean, are they in the next episode? Is that why you're saying that? 
I would assume so. Carl Weathers directed the next episode. I assume he's in it. He's got to be in it, which means that he he stays on that planet from season one, right? So or, or do they go off somewhere? I can't remember where they where they're I'm at. Just chasing him. We just see him go to all the different places. You can't go back there, right? Because things got pretty nasty, and they all had to kind of scatter no, out. It looks like it worked out because they they stayed behind oh, yeah. to like put things back together. So did it work out it when all them heads like, yeah. were rolling around? Is that working out for know. you? <laughs> We don't know. I think we're going to find um, out next episode how they've been doing. Um, how the landscape of that place I think Mando's here. probably... He's probably going to visit them. Um, yeah. He's got to go back in a new ship, off. get it fixed up, and then... Yeah, he's going to have yeah. a little pitch stop, little R&R. &R. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alright, well, I want to hear from you guys really quickly before we end this. I want to hear your guys' rankings of these first three episodes. I meant to start this oh. last time, but I didn't. So, Dean, I want to hear from you first. How would you rank the uh, these three episodes? That's tough. That's really tough. I like all, I've liked all three of them, um, which is the least fun way to rank them. Um, Even. Uh, <laughs> I've yeah, I think the other two were better directed. This one had a much better like script and story and everything else. Um, <sighs> no, this is the this is the best. This is the best one. Then I'm gonna go mm -hmm. episode two, then episode one. So just descend in order. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Sarah, what do you think? I feel like it's hard because episode two kind of sets up this episode because like you get to meet the frog lady and stuff like that yeah. um but i would say this episode then episode one and then episode two just because i hated the spider things i hated it the only so reason because there's so many reasons to put the first episode above the second episode but i just think the second one just really hit the, the horror vibe and the tension um, yeah, it's yes. just in a way that we haven't seen in Star Wars. And I just love the way that it was directed. Um, as much as I think the um, the other two, you know, the Mandalorian heavy episodes have you know had much better scripts and stories. I just really like the direction of Episode Two. Yeah, maybe. But maybe Timothy Oliver. No, I'm just kidding. I know. I know. <laughs> well, I, would, I was me. actually going to say. <laughs> well, well, I agree with you, Dean, that I think that episode two is um, the uh, the better directed episode, and it has like I really like the horror vibes of it. I am agreeing with Sarah. My in mine is chapter eleven, chapter nine, chapter ten, um, mostly because Bo-Katan and uh, Cobb Vanth. Bo-Katan steals yeah. this episode, and Cobb Vanth steals episode nine. They're both yeah. incredible, and I love both the characters, and I. I love the spectacle of both episodes. Yeah. My concern is that we're going, like, we've had two episodes now with, like, heavy, like, fan-favourite Mandalorian-ish characters coming back. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, where do we go? Like, like, what's the last episode going to be 50 Mandalorians? You know, like, are we going to get the Mandalorian? I hope so. get The Mandalorian, there's, like, a whole civil <laughs> war or something. I don't know. It's just like they're setting the bar really Wait. high, basically. And like they've got to keep pushing it, which I, I trust that they will. But we'll yeah, see. yeah, I'm excited to see what they do. Wade, do you want to either go ahead and list your top 
your your ranking or do you want to type it in chat or something for us just so i can have it written down um i'll just say that i completely agree with dean he nailed it uh right on the head as far as i'm concerned and okay so that's, that's what everyone thinks this episode last episode and then the first episode the correct way yes okay. sir awesome um so we're split right down the middle on that and i'm sure it'll get more interesting once we have more episodes to throw into the mix but for now, uh, that's all the time we have for this episode. We will be back next week. But, Dean, where can the people on the internet find you? Find me on Twitter at DeanLewis2099. Find me on Instagram. I think it's the same. It might not be. <laughs> Just follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm funnier there. <laughs> and Sarah, find me you? on... Oh, oh, sorry. No, do your last no, line. Go, go. The... And find no, me keep going, on... I'm sorry. SEN after live on Wednesdays and Fridays. That's it. Was Whenever there's a gap in the talking, I have to roll the dice to see if the person is going to start talking again in five seconds because I'm behind everybody else. So I'm so sorry. This surprise, episode has just been surprise. me interrupting everybody. <laughs> Listen, Sarah, I do it on purpose with Nothing you. Nothing right? new. <laughs> It's um, on purpose then. Oh, Sean. <laughs> All right, so I where you. can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at SCBOC, S-S-E-A-B-O-C-K. I had to remember that because normally I just read it off the screen. <laughs> um, and then you can find me, me and Jay Wade host Go Get That Rose, our Bachelor <laughs> and Bachelorette, all things Bachelor podcast. Um it started out kind of just trashing the show. Uh, I have since fallen in love with the show. I'm very passionate about it now. And Jay just trashes the show. Uh, so it's a really good dynamic. Um, it's a lot of fun. We really do just trash everyone. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, we go live Wednesdays at 7 Eastern Standard Time. So, yeah, check us out there. <laughs> and I miss making fun of Sean. Um so thanks for having me. Well, I've enjoyed this. I'm he doesn't glad like me anymore. He doesn't like me on shows anymore. I was going to say, we might have a chance for that because did you see the WandaVision got its release date? I did. January. Yeah. Are we doing the WandaVision show? I was just thinking about that today. Yeah. Is this an invitation? Are we extending? I want to do a one division show. Do you want to go on this journey with me again? <laughs> it's not together? up to me. It's up to Josh. It's up to Josh to decide who does the one division show. But so I, wa I want to do it. And whoever, wants, want whoever it. wants to do it, come along. Let's All go. right, let's fucking do it. Sarah Dean. Let's just do it right now. Maybe wait. Okay. I would definitely love to do um, it. Uh, I'll just throw that in there right now. I think that would be a blast. All right. Okay, well, well maybe maybe a, maybe that'll be the, the crew. <laughs> um But for now, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK. And you guys can find this show and others on the Merc with Movie Blog podcast feed, which can be located on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio, Public Breaker, Overcast, and uh, sometimes on YouTube, depending on the show. SEN Afterlife, I believe, is on YouTube. Um, yes, and you guys sure. can also follow Merck with Movie Blog on Twitter at Movie Blog Merck. Uh, this show is live every Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, so join us then, and we will see you guys in a week.